It's time to get away. And to help get you there, it's Travel Bags with Anita and Friends. From around the world to across Georgia, she covers it all. Now, here's the host of Travel Bags, Anita Thomas. Hello, 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 and welcome aboard Travel Bags with Anita and Friends. Wow, today I am heading to the city on the bay. Now, San Francisco is most definitely one of my most favorite cities in the whole white world. I just love that place. And today, of course, I'm taking along my usual road buddy, and that's Doc Bill. Now, Doc Bill, you and I have been to San Francisco together a time or two, right? Yeah, we have. We definitely have done that. Well, welcome to the show, because this show today, we're going to talk about San Francisco. I know it's a favorite city of yours, and it's definitely, definitely one of my favorite cities, and one that I could go to all the time. So as we talk today, I'm actually ready to go back. Well, it's a coastal city, and a coastal city has a lot of advantages over one that's not on the coast, particularly when you get to seafood. Mm -hmm. It has a rich history, it has a very diverse culture, and it has surrounding farms, which produce great produce and a lot of great refined product. And that gives a really, really good cuisine. Well, I agree with you on the cuisine part. And when you talk about the history of San Francisco, I mean, when it goes all the way back, I mean, I think that for most of us, San Francisco, when we hear that name of that city, we really think about the gold rush back in 1848 when it first started. And then into 1849, when it became really, really the big gold rush, when people were coming really not only from the U.S., but really from all over the world to seek their fortune and to try their hand at panning gold and becoming wealthy. Well, it was. It was one of the most biggest um, gold rushes we've had in this country. It wasn't the first, but it was one of the largest. And when people came there and some found their fortunes, some didn't, they realized there's not only uh, the opportunity to get rich, they also realized there's a lot of land out here. Mm. And um, then people started looking around, and that's what really made the area take off. Since it was a port city, a lot of jobs associated with bringing equipment into that port and areas into the port. But the people who actually made the most money and wealth in San Francisco were those who sold the supplies, the guys who sold the pickaxes, the shovel, and the food to the um, miners. They're actually the ones who really um, had the gold rush. And isn't that always how it is? Those folks who sell, you know, what you need in order to, you know, do what it is that is making the money. So those, uh, like you said, those folks who supply the picks, the pans and all of those things and also the food and set up restaurants and things like that. And some of those are still around to this day. And when you think about San Francisco, I mean, there are certain other things that you think about. But that gold rush really does really set the tone when you think about San Francisco and just how that city really came to be so popular and so populated as well because over 300,000 people came to California from the U.S. and abroad during that gold rush uh, time uh, time uh, out in California. So really, really, when you think about pioneering, that is definitely a city in our U.S. history that was definitely a pioneering city as well as the whole state. Well, it's a metropolis now. It's boomed. I mean, it's, it has high-tech jobs. You have Silicon Valley, which is close to the area. You're not far from Palo Alto. We have major universities like Stanford University. And it also, um, don't forget, Napa Valley. It's mm-hmm. near. To, it's close to a lot of parks and recreational things to do. You're not far from the Mirror Woods. So it has a lot of things to do in that area, and that gives it a lot of great things to do. There are great parks. It has a great aquarium. And just doing things in the city, walking around, is mm-hmm. an incredible experience. 
It is a great walking city. I mean, although it's hilly, it really is a great walking city. And there's so many great restaurants. And that's the next question that I have for you is just to tell me a little bit about some of the places to eat. But it's such a great walking place and on so many great restaurants. Really, you can find a good place to eat almost literally on every corner. So if you're walking, those hills get a little too much for you, then you can always stop and have a coffee or have a dessert or have a full meal and then just get back on your hike to hike on around the, around the city. And so many different areas as well, too. But, you know, I want to go back to Silicon Valley because when I think about Silicon Valley, that still makes really the San Francisco area be a pioneering area as well. Because when you think of technology, really Silicon Valley is is the area where a lot of that started, where it happened. It is. And a lot of people don't realize the scale on which it's at. Uh, The bulk of the wealth of the United States and the bulk of the wealth in the world is in that region. Mm. Um, A lot of it used to be resided in the old system up in New York and the Northeast, but the bulk of the new wealth, you think of your Apples, you think of your Googles, I mean, Mm. and even Microsoft, although it's further north in areas of Seattle, a lot of those industries in which serve them are in that region there. So you get a large base of great industrial growth. You have people there that have really high-paying jobs, and it means that you have restaurateurs and businesses that can offer high-end products, and it makes for great tourism and a great diversity of food and things to try in the region. Well, you're right. So I guess we could really call the whole Silicon Valley kind of a whole new gold rush uh, when you think about really the technology and all the jobs and opportunities that are there. So it's like technology go, but still go. So it's still gold in them, their heels out there in that part of California. Now, what about diversity in food, though? Because I know you are the food guy. And as I always say to anyone who's asking me about travel, and they ask me, well, where do I go to eat? I said, well, let me get back to you on that, because I have to ask Doc Bill, where are the great places to go and eat? So Chinatown is the first one that comes to mind for me in San Francisco. I know there's a huge Asian population there, and they brought the influence of their food to San Francisco. Well, they did, and it's a tremendous diversity of food there. The most... um intriguing and interesting thing to eat when you think about the Asian population is going to be uh, dumplings, things associated with it like dim sum. And the House of Zion is a great new dumpling restaurant that's, that's open there. And you also have the House of Neking, which is an old, old uh, Chinese house. And again, you think of dim sum. The dim sum are small little bits and pieces of food, some steamed, some fried, served in little plates. It's almost like the um, Spanish tapas type mm-hmm. um, setting. Uh, and those two places offer a great variety in Chinatown. Uh, again, there's a lot of street food as well, so take advantage of it. Well, you know, I really like that idea of uh, having the dim sum because, as I mentioned, when you're walking around, if you want to stop for just a quick bite, if you stop for those little small bites like that, it really allows you then to try a lot of different restaurants. So what about the Embarcadero, the financial district? I spent a little bit of time there on my last trip there. They have a great place called Rick's House that's known for its cocktails, and they have a large punch bowl that has punch in it. It's really a great afternoon cocktail stop off before you head down to the pier. It is. It's a lot of things to do down there. Uh, the hors d'oeuvres and stuff are really nice to have. And then you say, I'm there. Where else do I go? Well, you also have the Mission District. You have North Beach. You have Fisherman's Wharf. I'm going to start sort of with Fisherman's Wharf because that's one of the classic places in San Francisco. Absolutely. You don't go to San Francisco and not go to Fisherman's Wharf. Right. And again, <laughs> you think of there, the most common thing you're going to think of is going to be crab. And the crab that they have on the West Coast is actually a crab called the uh, Dungeness crab. Mm-hmm. It's a big crab. It's about five to six times bigger than our um, East Coast um, 
crab. Very, very flavorful. And this crab is either steamed or it's fixed in a variety of stews. The classic stew in the San Francisco area is a stew called chipino. It's a fish stew similar to bouillabaisse. Um, you might, and almost all the coastal places have that. You have the Crab House. You have uh, Sabella, La Torre. And um, these are places which are on the Fishman Wharf area. And you can get crab fixed regularly. You can get crab modified any way you want to. The North Beach area, which is um, a great area, is also well-known for a restaurant called Tosca Cafe. This is probably the most new trendy restaurant in the San Francisco area. And they're known for their dumplings. And you can see it's also known for celebrity sightings. So people come there multiple times to try the great food that they have there. Um, The Mission District, you have a lot of Mexican restaurants. And don't forget the burritos. The burritos are really good. And almost all the places have nice burritos that you can eat. They're bigger than what you see here on the East Coast. They're made fresh. And they go from vegetable burritos to beef burritos to fish burritos. There's a lot of things to try, a lot of great things to eat and to enjoy. Well, you know, you really have uh, captured really that whole food scene in San Francisco, just in the, the restaurants that you recommended. And we'll put those up on the website, too, and that is travelbagswithanita.com so that you can see those and have a look and maybe go online and just check out those restaurants so you can see what they look like. But when we come back, because we're coming down to the end of this segment, we're going to talk about some other things to do in San Francisco, because I know if it was up to you, Doc Bill, we'd just eat our way through the city and then get up the next day and do that all over again. But there's some other things to do there. and We're going to bring on Nicole Roberts, who, as everyone knows, is our creative producer, and she comes up with all these great ideas for our show. But we were recently in San Francisco together with our other friend, Stephen Philby. So when we come back, we're going to get her to tell us about some of the things that are fun to do for families, for solo traveling, for traveling with couples, however you want to travel, there's something to do for you in San Francisco. This show today is brought to you by the Sapelo Island Birdhouses down on beautiful Sapelo Island, Georgia. To find out more about the Sapelo Island Birdhouses, go to their website at sapeloislandbirdhouses.com. This is Travel Bags with Anita and Friends on North Georgia's News Talk, WDUN.com. 